0: It's time for Nola Knows with uh, Wendy Nola. And she is a renowned consumer journalist. She joins us from Cape Town on Thursdays as we address a consumer-related issue. And make sure you stay with us because later on you will meet Stephanie Cowper, the CEO and founder of Be Specular in our Good News Thursdays. We also rely on you, by the way, to send us those good news stories that you've come across. Maybe even something that's happened to you because we talked about happiness in the first half. Hour often it also has to do with the kind of things that we are consuming about life and about the world. It's not to say things should just be sunshine all the time, but we also need to remind ourselves about all the goodness that's happening in the world. So on uh, when uh, Nola knows today, we are looking at debt, covering some debt basics with uh, Wendy Nola, and we'll also look at the question of prescription, which is a biggie. So Wendy. Uh, tells me that February, March and April are some of the toughest months on consumers because the financial hangover after things like Black Friday, the festive season, back to school at the start of the year, uh, these three months are when we really start to see how indebted we are and we struggle to cope with our responsibilities. Wendy, good afternoon. Yes.
1: hello Azar. good to be with you.
0: You know, the is always there. We have National Savings Month in June. We get All to lovely. hear how indebted South Africans how are. terrible
1: we are at saving. Yeah,
0: how bad is it?
1: It's it's bad. As you said, these are the worst three months. These are the months where the companies, the debt counseling companies, are inundated with people who've reached the point where the only option is to go under debt review. Um, and that is, um, for those that don't know, it's a process where consumers... Are declared over indebted, they they go to a registered debt counsellor, mm-hmm. and with them they negotiate a reason, a realistic repayment plan um, to their creditors that they have been struggling to pay. So what happens is that the the debtor pays a lump sum over to a payment distribution agent mm-hmm. every month, and they distribute it as agreed according to the plan that's been drawn up. So the upside is that this is a way of you taking the pressure off, so all the debt collection has to stop. Those horrible calls stop. Mm-hmm. You get some peace until it's all paid off. And um, the downside is that you can't get any new credit, obviously, while that process is underway. And the other downside, which is the one I sometimes see, is that people get the wrong debt counselor and they don't go, they don't do things the way they should, and it gets them into an even worse situation. Oh. So. The, yeah, unfortunately. So the first thing is to go to the national credit regulator and ask uh-huh. for some advice on on who to go to and who's registered. And that that's
0: kind of interesting because when this initiative started, uh, there were people who would come back and say that it's unpleasant, it's not a great process, and you're saying it's down to getting the right debt counsellor.
1: Definitely, it saved a lot of people, and for I mean, the immediate relief is that you. As I say, those calls stop because mm. for people mm. who've got themselves into a really bad situation with debt, you talked about happiness. Well, it's the exact opposite of a huge amount of unhappiness for people. Their lives become, um, you know, some people get suicidal over it because they just can't get any peace. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for, for, for those people who can and are realistic about how much they can do, strip out of their lives, the first thing that debt counsellors do is say, let's separate your wants from your needs mm-hmm. and they'll start with DSTV and the person says, no, I can't not have my DSTV and they say, yeah, yes you can <laughs> do you need two cars, do you do, you know, do you need to do um, fast food for aid, you know, all those things yeah. um, and strip it down and then for those people who are then able to adapt and stick to the payments, most importantly every month and are with the right debt, debt counsellors um it it is it it can save them, it really yeah. can, and it stops them from getting further and further down that road of debt that they can't you know come back from, yes, and as you
0: say during that time, whilst you're in this debt review process, you can't take out any new credit, but what types of debt are we in uh, as South Africans?
1: Okay so the CEO of a very large debt counseling company Debt Rescue mm-hmm. uh, Neil Roots he puts out lots of press, press releases to to we in the media and tells us tells us about what's going on out there he says the the most prevalent outstanding debt are personal loans 94% 94% wow. credit cards 84% store cards 76% wow. so those three things and he he says um, while a lot of people are sadly using credit to cover essentials, food and transport and that mm. sort of thing, a lot of the debt when he sits down with people who come in and these desperate months, February, March, April, and talk about going on a debt review, he says when he when he quizzes them, um, a lot of that money that's been racked up on those store cards and credit cards has been spent on luxuries rather than non essentials, and that's the sad part. That's that's um what's that saying? It's we we borrow money to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't know. We just put it on social media and feel good about ourselves. Like, yeah. Yeah. So let's take
0: calls as well, Wendy. 11 and 31702 for your SMSs. We're talking debt this afternoon. Have you been uh, in a debt review process? What was that experience like? Did you have the right kind of debt counsellor dealing with your case? And um, just the, the journey back... I think that's also what I'm curious about, the journey back in being in charge of your finances. Were you able to continue practicing the kind of discipline that you would have had to practice whilst you were under that debt review process? Um, and maybe your experience with a particular debt as well. You know, um, there was a time when my generation, particularly, Wendy, you know, in those early days when we didn't know enough. About money, paying taxes, and credit, and so on, we mm. would happily, you know, take a store card. <laughs> and meanwhile, yes, what we were earning and what we were spending, and all that—it's we mm. there, there wasn't an understanding that this isn't free money, um, yeah. and so it's easy to rack up debts from uh, your earlier, younger years, and absolutely, Then and, they and, come back later.
1: Yeah, I've done a lot of um, training, sort of how to be a sus consumer, with employees of of large companies, entry level employees, and. That's always the first credit they get. Well often the first credit they get because it's handed to you on a plate. They you know, you in store um and and there's an application and I ask them, Well, do you know what the what the interest rate is versus say a credit card? No idea. It's very, very high. And then if you're not paying attention you get club fees and the insurances get added on. And it's just for me it's a crazy way, um, it's a crazy form of credit. Rather oh, consolidate. Oh. And we also can kid ourselves. I, at one point, had about four or five store cards. Some of them opened up as a, a, an exercise as a journalist to see how the process worked. And you can kid yourself in your lean months like now about how much credit you really have because it's spread out across all this, these store cards, right? And you don't sort of look at your whole indebtedness in one picture. Mm-hmm. I closed all those cards down and consolidated onto one credit card, which is a wonderful thing to do because you no longer feel like you're part of a special club that you know, oh, you're having a bad day. Let me go and spend there in my special club, you know? Mm-hmm. And and the interest is lower and you get to look at one statement um on you know at one level, as to what your indebtedness is, and there's no hiding, yeah,
0: yeah. so
1: I would definitely recommend that for people who have the the um, willpower to do it
0: absolutely so let's look at what our rights are so you've drawn out what the debt review process entails right so the benefit is that you get a break from all the calls the hounding the chasing and so on the creditors back off just for you to be able to breathe uh, yes. find and dig deep and find that discipline within yourself <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah but, for but many
1: people don't go that route they either don't qualify or they're not y- there yet so i would imagine that many people listening Um, are in a situation where they are dodging calls. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. SMSs, well, you can't dodge an SMS, but that's why they call. And um, a lot of the collectors and their tracers do stuff that they aren't strictly supposed to in terms of the um, code of conduct for debt collectors. Yeah, so let's look at what our rights are, though. Okay. I think the first thing we should probably talk about is prescribed debt. Mm. So... It's it's a big subject and it's really complicated. So I'm going to make it very very simple. And some people in the in the industry will say it's uh, too simple, but I'd, we don't have a choice on a show like this. So, if a debt that you have, um, if you well, if it's been more than three years since you defaulted on on repaying a debt, a, um, a credit card or a um, store account or something like that, and in that time you didn't. Make a state a payment, and more importantly, you didn't promise to make a payment, um, and you haven't been summoned in respect of it by the company or its, or its collectors. That debt is prescribed, and you get to tell the caller that and tell them that you're not li- you're not um, liable to pay it anymore, and they must please close the file on Mm. you and and stop harassing you most of them will try and put the onus on the debtor to say okay you must prove it no 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 you throw it back you're the one asking me to pay something you prove that this hasn't prescribed you prove where i've paid in the last three years or give me a recording where i promised to pay and we'll talk but or summons that i got but uh, until you can do that i will not be paying this debt um the 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 important thing as a is that you, it's illegal for someone to have a prescribed debt listed on their credit profile. I mean, wow. when that happens, you've got a bad p- profile. It it messes up your with your ability to, um, you know, get new credit. But many, 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 very high proportion of adverse listings on uh, on people's credit records in this country are for prescribed debts, mm. which is why it's a really, really good idea to check your credit record. You can do it free with each credit bureau once a year, mm-hmm. and if you see any, any listing there that pertains to a debt that you know is prescribed, and the way I've just said, being yeah. dormant for three years basically, you lodge a complaint, and they're very effective at removing. Those listings. So that's probably the most key advice I can give today. Actually, so I just want to
0: understand this, and we'll take something like, say, a store credit, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. And that I didn't pay my store credit. Three, no, they don't come back to me to say you owe us, right? Mm -hmm. When are you going to pay? It's three months, and you know it's moved from thirty to sixty to ninety days, and so they've written it off basically. Yeah, so they've gone quiet. They haven't contacted me, but that debt uh, is sitting somewhere.
1: On With a debt database. collector that's been sold, yeah Yes it's, The debt is sold, it's, it's, a, it's a huge industry So the debtor
0: sells it to a debt collector A creditor, yeah a credi- Yes, and then yeah. I
1: start to get the
0: calls Yes And they say you owe 500 Rand to X clothing store From five years ago
1: Yeah, so they're not collecting for the clothing store That's the first thing They're collecting for, for their ourselves. own account Yeah And the point of the Prescription Act Is to be fair to both parties So they, they incentivize The people you owe money to to collect it within a short space of time and not let it sit there gathering interest and costs and then come and hit you with it years later. Mm. Um, So, but it's up to the consumer to put it. To just summarize, it is up to us as consumers to know about prescription and raise that as a defense. As soon as you say, oh, yes, sorry, I will pay it or mm. make that first payment, then you then you are compelled to pay the whole lot with all the costs and interest. So I say, no, 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 the debt is prescribed. The and debt then, is prescribed. That's they say, no, say. prove
0: it. You say, no, it's not my responsibility to prove you it. You prove it. You prove it.
1: Yes, and I want to see a state. But any time somebody asks you to pay something, I say, you're you entitled to say, I want to see a breakdown. So show me when... That from the time the debt was handed over, what the amount was and all the interest and costs that have accrued since then, and how you get into this amount that you're now um, demanding of me and then we'll talk, but they they're not it's not hard they don't have that information. So mm. they might make a few more calls, but es- essentially and remember they can't they can't um, list you they can't so we call it blacklisting yeah, it's colloquially they can't adverse list you for a prescribed debt so there isn't that threat. Once the debt is prescribed, I'm not advocating that people don't pay their debts, please. I, no one must misunderstand me on that. But we are talking about prescribed debt. Rather rather deal with your current debt yes. and not feel obliged to pay debt that has prescribed. So, so would the, uh, say, the clothing store, they not have
0: registered this as an adverse debt? Would they not have done that? So would it not reflect on my on my record?
1: There, there, there are cases where prescribed debt has reflected, but I'm saying legally it's not supposed to be. So if you look at your record and you can see there's a debt there no, that before, has been dormant before it oh. becomes prescribed. So uh, Yes, but once the debt is prescribed That that listing must not be there Right,
0: yes, that, so that's, that's actually What yes. we're referring to So, so any,
1: if, any dormant debt that, that hasn't As I say, you haven't paid or promised to pay when, Was summoned on mm, for more than three years mm, There are some exceptions, home loans Are an exception and any state related debt Right down to a TV license right. debt Doesn't prescribe for 30 years but most of your the kinds of you know your retail debt and all of that in the banks that prescribes after three years.
0: Is that why the SABC struggles to collect money?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the one reason that you actually should pay because that adverse can sit on your credit record for 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 thirty years. Right. Because because it's technically so that state doesn't related prescribe. Debt. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't prescribe, so you You're can't contest can get it. away from it. Yeah, unless it's thirty years old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's Let's the take problem. this call
0: from Godfrey. I know you've got a Few case studies as well, uh, because that gives us the practical experience of many people. So, have you had a yeah. prescribed debt? What are the creditors and collectors saying to you when they're contacting you? Zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two and three one seven zero two for your SMSs. Godfrey, we start with you in Kempton Park. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Welcome, Godfrey. No,
2: well, thank you so much. No, I want to. Um, that that uh, discussion is very fascinating.
0: Mm. I want to
2: find out from your guest, does also this prescribed debt also uh, align to Nefsas loans? Right. To loans, yes, because I think uh, if that is the case, uh, does, does it mean if they send an email of the statement and you, you open it, does that also uh, deem as a, an, I, I mean, an, an acknowledgement of saying you will pay for it? Or oh, what? What? What uh, is the law on that?
1: Right. Okay. So that yes. would be state-related mm. debt. So any any um, rates and taxes and and Innis would would fall under it's, it's it's a state, bursary, basically. it's not, so pres- not going to be prescribed it's, for it's thirty years. It's not going to prescribe for thirty years. Yeah, that's a different oh, okay. category. Okay. Yeah, that's not the normal yeah. retail. Sorry, Godfrey. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. That's Godfrey in Kempton part. Park. Yeah, so it's
0: NSFAS and therefore it falls under state-related debt. Um, so next, let's go to Andre in Linwood. Hello, Andre. Hi, oh,
3: good day guys. Quick question from our side. Mm.
0: Uh, on a credit report, a
3: adverse or adverse code listing is written off for debt that is less than three years old. What does that refer to?
1: Right. Wendy? Hmm, I don't know why they would do that. Normally, um, the only way to get rid of a, a, a listing so that it doesn't affect your ability to get credit is if you it's, and this is fairly new is you 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 pay the debt and then it must must disappear um, within a very short space of time. But if it's written off, I think it could it could uh, I speak under correction, but I think it could still even though it's written off, it would be there for creditors to see and mm. stand you in good stead in, in, a, in a credit application. Mm. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Thank you, guys.
0: Thank okay. you. Thank you, Andre. Um, and let's go to Tuli as well in Vale. Hey, Tuli, it's crazy out in Edenvale today. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm giving yourself as a... Very good. Welcome.
3: Thanks. So I just want to ask Wendy for advice. Mm. Um, my ex-husband was paying the children uh, school fees. Mm. So now I'm not sure what really happened, but I think he was there was still money owed uh to that school. Mm. So what happened is I used to get phone calls because I think he was ignoring them or whatever. Mm. Then they used to call me and all that and I told them, you know what, get hold of him and whatnot. I gave them the number. So now, two years later, I think this was twenty fifteen. Yes, mm. this is twenty fifteen. Last year, I went for an interview. When I went there, only to find out in November, I've been listed. My name now, I'm blacklisted. They say, Oh, no, you've been listed. Uh, there's this name here mm-hmm. that you have a judgment on. Mm-hmm. So I said, What? Because I know I pay my debts well. I went back and I phoned TransUnion. Then they explained to me, Who are these people? I phoned the people, Who are you guys? Why? in my own judgment, what's happening. Then they explained to me, I said, but why do you list me? So I need to know from Wendy, how do I go about it? Because okay.
0: Not even okay. on my name. So on wait, my, uh, how old is the debt number one, Tuli? Uh, it's 2015 debt. Okay, so it's, uh, the, what, four years Good, ago.
1: Well it was a date, um, sorry, in terms of your contract with the school, Tuli, um, were you and your mm. now ex-husband, um, jointly responsible for fees or only him? How does it and does
0: being married in community of property impact on that, Wendy? As you say, it jointly would. responsible. It
1: would depend yeah. on the marriage contract as well, and also what the contract on the school contract said. Right. Totally.
0: Okay. So there's
3: just no way. They, then they ha- they have every right to put my name on judgment.
0: What was yes, the nature of your of your? What was the nature of your marriage contract?
3: It wasn't for many of problems.
0: Yeah. And
1: okay. you probably find what the schools usually do is that they make both parents um liable. Yeah. Yeah. Um for that debt. But there's something niggling in the back of my mind and I'm gonna have to check offline. There was a court judgment fairly recently around the issue of women in your situation, or it could be men I suppose, um, where the 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 one divorced parent mm-hmm. reneged and and there was something around that. I'm sorry, I, I just don't, can't remember the detail of it, but it worked in the woman's favor, so it's just niggling in the back of my mind. But the, the marriage of the community of property is is um, a bit of a problem when you have um, a joint debt like this. Yeah. But again, prescription may help you too, Lee, if in the, since 2015 you haven't um, acknowledged the debt, um, offered to pay it, or been summoned f- in that regard. Mm. Um, you might find that that may... So, so offer that as a defense and see how you go. Mm, okay, right. Oh, okay. Good luck with oh, that, okay. Tuli. Thank you. A lot of a lot of uh, factors in that one complaint. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's from twenty fifteen, and unfortunately, that's quite that. common. Yeah. Mm. If it, if it's three, re- if it's been dormant for three years and they haven't, um, and if they can prove they've gotten in touch with the
0: husband or ex-husband, I should say. Uh, do, I'm would sure. they I'm not, not sure? sure. To be okay, honest. all no, right. Sure um, and then the question that we didn't get to answer from Godfrey, he was saying when these notifications are sent via post, what happens then? Because is they do they have a leg to stand on to say we sent you the letter? Because there's no proof on the other end that you received it, or you know that you acknowledge. Is that so? He's some saying without
1: without a statement of what was owing, you would you wouldn't have known what to pay. There there is something that requires the creditors to um, ensure that um, so that the that the debtor um, received. The statement and all, and all, all the, all the um, demand to pay, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is some onus on them to, to, to provide, so it's registered letter or whatever. I don't think, I hate to say it, but um, with all the complaints and the investigations I'm been doing into the okay. South African post office, I don't know that um, them saying, well, we posted it to you, is, is <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. There's just so much. There's so many delays. There's so, mm. ma- so many post. Postal items that people aren't getting. I'm in the middle of an investigation as we speak. Mm. So I I think um, there might be some uh, valid reason to push back there. If the person genuinely didn't know that they owed a certain amount and they can they can't and and the the creditor can't provide proof that look you did receive it we you know we've got we we emailed it to you or we whatsapped it to you or yeah. whatever we, whatever the way is yeah. i think companies can't be just relying on 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 post now it's just mm. not certainly not normal post that where it isn't registered and and um you know, signed for at a post office. Yes. Um, I think, um, as Godfrey said, there, there, there's there's a problem with that. Yes. no, SMS
0: is uh, becoming hugely popular for that Forget getting your statement. Yeah, via post mm. or even via email. Sending it via SMS, and I think soon they're going to start encroaching into our WhatsApp. Please don't get into our WhatsApp.
1: Yeah, exactly. But but I mean, what do companies do? They've got to be able to prove that they've Absolutely. communicated you, with you about these these legal matters. Yeah. yeah.
0: We got so yeah. many WhatsApps, and Michelle, oh. I'm
1: coming to you she's in the
0: johannesburg cbd um we'll get to that in a moment but i do have to take headlines as 2 30 ayanda is the latest in ewn and more with wendy after that
2: Thanks, Azania. Good afternoon. We
0: continue with the developing story. Police have co- also varied as well. My guest is Wendy Nola. When in the throes of Nola knows our consumer discussion on Thursdays with her. And today we're looking at uh, debt, but particularly the issue of prescription, which is a biggie, as Wendy says. Wendy, there are just so many questions. I just want to clarify this one quickly so we can move on. One says, please ask your guest about how long it takes for debt to SARS to be prescribed. That comes from Paul and St. Turian. It's state related. It, so you got it, a 30, yes. 30 years. Oh, no 30, 30 years. There's no Same with municipal rates. Absolutely. Michelle, good afternoon. Good afternoon. And how are you today? Very well, Michelle. <laughs> good, thanks. Just a quick question. I've got a problem about four
4: years ago. I took out a loan from African Bank. Mm. The loan was, I think, a maximum of 150000 Not exactly sure. All right. I was paying the loan all through the thing. Um, I then also got a credit card from them, which I was paying. Financially, it became a bit tight. I then tried to approach African Bank to say to them that I'm having financial crisis. Can they assist me in lowering the repayment layer, etc.? Mm-hmm. Anyway, they did not listen. They insisted on carrying on. No one was ready to come and say, okay, let's see how we can assist you. They then, um, even though my credit card was being paid every month, kept up to date. They then cancel the credit cards without my permission. So now I obviously cannot use the credit card. Anyway, it's been four years later, I'm now sitting with a debt of like almost 300,000 rand. Okay. All my other accounts is paid up in, in good standing. It's just this particular debt, which is keeping my listing very negative, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, just to get them off my back and whatever, because they would not listen, I've been paying them a very minimum amount every month because I just feel that's unrealistic for 300,000 rand. I doubt I'm going to have it in the next lifetime. Because this is all just to come, it comes with interest, obviously, every month. So I need to know where to go. Because I mean, all my other is in good standing. It's okay. It's just with African
0: bank. Wow, Michelle. You okay. know, and they
4: don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. They don't oh, want to accept the, the yes.
1: thing that, you know, but I cannot afford it. All right, let's see like what Wendy more. has
0: to say, Michelle. Sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not, she's not really, Michelle is not really a candidate for, for. Um, Prescription. No, for, well, for, for Prescription oh, for one thing, review. but okay. for debt review because uh, you know her cancer means she's going. She's just got that one to pay off. Um, th- mm. The interesting thing she mentions was one hundred and fifty thousand, and and it's, it's getting up to three hundred. Mm. She, th- th- it can't become more than three hundred thousand because it's it's a complicated thing. But you can never pay, be made to pay back more than double the unpaid capital amount. So that the amount that you owed. Um, at the time you defaulted, I don't know how much it was, but it's, right. uh, it's so that's how it works. Um, at one time, the banks were um, regarding each payment by a debtor as as part settlement of the interest on their debt, and then piling on more and more interest, so that that mm-hmm. debt reduced painfully slowly, and the debtor ultimately repaid many, many times more than what they owed at the time that they defaulted. So if you owed fifteen hundred on your credit card when you defaulted the maximum area interest initiation fees credit insurance all those extras mm. collection fees can only add up to another one five bringing your total debt repayable to three hundred thousand sorry to three thousand and in Michelle's case it's 10 times that so it was 150 thousand uh. it can't top three hundred thousand but she's saying she can't afford to pay it well I'm afraid I get these sorts of things all the time with mm. um with Especially at this time of year. Um and other than um, you know, the uh, the the institution coming to the party and saying, Oh, well, we could you know, we'll write off some of the capital or reduce the interest rate or whatever, the only real other option is is, is debt review. But that's a, quite a drastic process for one debt, although in this case it's a fairly large debt mm-hmm. that could have a, a, a major impact. On um, on Michelle's laugh, so mm. um, yeah, the, the, it's between a rock and a hard place. I am sorry, Michelle, but yes. the, but you know the creditors sure. want want their money yes. that they've yes. loaned well, you, um, and, I and I think if also you die, they to, still want it from your estate.
0: And ultimately, I think as consumers, even the, the the contracts that we sign, we need to understand in the worst case scenario what it is we'll be faced with. Yeah,
1: and I get a lot of people as well who. Um, they are retrenched, and -hmm. they think they have retrenchment insurance, and when they actually go into the terms and conditions, the way that they lost their job doesn't quite match those terms and conditions, and then that Mm -hmm. insurance doesn't kick in and they're still liable. And every week I get emails from people saying, I've lost my job, I can't pay, but they're not writing the debt off, which they won't. Yeah, let me share this one because it's similar
0: to what you're saying. Since I lost my job three years ago and could only manage to pay 200 rand per month against my credit card debt. I'm currently still unemployed and unable to increase the pay, uh, the repayments uh, to the respective creditors. I fear I'm unable to continue paying and finding a job seems unlikely at the age of 57. Do I just continue paying until I die, as in the 200 rand or whatever she can afford uh, mm. that comes from E.
1: The problem of not doing that, I'm afraid, is that you have an impaired credit record, which is a horrible thing to have these days because you can't even, you know, get a cell phone contract or anything that requires a credit check, uh, and also it affects your job prospects if you have an impaired credit record. Unfortunately, mm. so it's 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 something you really want to protect the integrity of your credit record at sure, all costs. Sure. Um, so you know. I, you say Nola knows it. It's, these debt issues are, are so painful to me because I can't make, wave a wand and and make it right mm-hmm. for people and I, I, and and help them out of such a painful situation. And I wish I could, but when you sign those contracts for you know to get, for loans, for for store cards, and whatever. The responsibility that's woven into those small yeah. term, small print terms and conditions that we don't read are, mm. have these kind of repercussions and on the And we our sign. They forward. say sign
0: here and here yeah. and
1: here these particular specific
0: clause to say this is your acknowledgement that I explained. X about Absolutely, this contract, yeah, or they explain why yeah. about this particular contract. So we can't be dismissive and get caught up in the excitement of merely then seeing of the money in our buy. account. So yes. the
1: one thing, although I did say some people lose up to the small print, but but retrenchment, um, job yeah, loss, yeah, um, not in insurance hands. is is can help many people, right, um, and, and have that debt and. Um, yes. Wiped out. Um, There are some some conditions, but it has it obviously does help a lot of people. Yeah. Let's go to
0: Nakane calling from Pretoria East. Hi, Nakane. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. My question is:
2: uh, In 2013, we gave somebody a loan. He was actually buying our house, but he couldn't qualify to to you know to have a deposit. So we gave him 150,000 rand so that he can qualify. Mm. So he bought the house. And then two years later, he stopped paying us back, and you know, he's been saying this and that. Actually, he's been sending me an email and he was responding to say, "Yeah, I had to fix this and that." He gave me a discount. He said, "No, wow.
1: your,
2: your your bank, your bank actually approved your loan based on this thing." Mm-hmm. So we took him to one of the lawyers who who delayed giving summons. Ultimately, the other lawyer gave him summons, but he said. He's worried that it might have prescribed. But how can it prescribe? He He's actually acknowledged that he owes us, and we've got it in writing.
1: Okay.
0: Uh. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, Nakani, when was that summons served on him in respect of the money he yeah. owes you?
0: The,
2: the summons were done last year, but until oh. last week, it, it they were not delivered to him.
0: Oh, so he came back? Mm-hmm. There was nobody at home to be served on. Yes, yes. So after okay. what, twenty-one days or something that like that? That might
1: be a technicality. Mm-hmm. I think you can mm-hmm. certainly show that you there was an attempt to do it, um, and thwarted by him, maybe giving you the wrong address or him not being there, whatever. Um, look, it's it's a, it's a different matter because well, it's a it's a private matter. Hence, you've got an attorney, and now you're incurring more fees unless it's a friend of yours that's not charging you. And this is what happens. And I would never have, um, yeah, I would never have suggested such a situation. You are selling your house, you've basically given given this person a hundred and fifty thousand rand discount Another on your discount. home. Mm. 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 Um, well, and the, the, the transferring
2: attorney is the one who the, uh, the transferring attorney and the the agent, yeah. they, 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 they suggested this and they in oh. the contract.
1: No, I'm mm. Mm, horrified mm. to hear that. They take their tr- their fees and they leave you with this problem. I mean, now what incentive? What them, incentive? Yeah, hmm. I'm so so sorry because. Yeah. Oh, they've disappeared and left you with this problem. And this guy's got no incentive really yeah. to pay you back that money if you think yeah. about it. What's yeah. going to happen if he doesn't?
0: So, this is the only route to take it the legal way? as Yeah, in,
1: but it's a long road and, and costly It's expensive. To them. It will yeah, my heart breaks for you, Nakane. I'm so sorry. That was a very, very bad advice you got there. Um, it's a discount. Sure. It's li- essentially, you've given them the house for 150,000 rand less. Yes. Mm. Nakane. Uh, so see what the
0: lawyer advises and see if you have uh, the resources, the stomach to follow through well, with the legal we
2: process. Agreed, we agree that he will take the money, he'll take 25%. All we need is just to get something out of it.
1: Okay. Uh, so contingency. Mm. Right. Well, maybe it, it might be worth doing that um, until the lawyer says, look, this is not going to happen. But I certainly wouldn't make life easy for that person mm. that got an unintended bonus and, and just keep at it. Mm. Um mm. Yeah, oh, um, right. he's also social media. As long as you say what, what you say is true and in the public interest um, and yours is to advise people not to do these sort of discuss, not even if their convincing attorney suggests it, you can go on social media. Um, he won't like that at all. That's an idea. So say as long as it's completely true and in the public interest, it's, it's not defamation. Oh, that's an interesting approach. <laughs> Just saying. Wow, the power of social media. Kevin, yeah, in, used, used responsibly
0: <laughs> and wisely, yes, yes. it can help. Yeah. Let's, let's go to Kevin now. Kevin, you're laughing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm laughing at the power of the media. It's true.
0: Mm. Uh, Zania, mm.
2: uh, greetings to you and Wendy and to our listeners. Yes. My problem is a chronic one of nature. It's regarding transunion. Keep blacklisting me falsely. It so happened that I had the same name and surname and the first six digits of my ID is the same as someone else.
1: So other words, so the same birthday?
2: The same birthday, man, same month, same year, and even the same name, Nitya Govender.
0: Is it a real ID, person or is this a case of identity theft? Good
1: question, Azza.
2: Wow, well, I can't get to the bottom of it because I keep trying to get to, to TransUnion and tell them this is not me. And also, like, I don't have an account with Standard Bank. Yeah. With Ams, and I uh, have to go to them and get a letter from them. Then go to the police station, get an affidavit, and it's inconvenient and it's painful, man. Yes, yeah. no. Kevin, funded to, to this problem.
1: Kevin, I'm going to ask as a producer to please get your details mm-hmm. um, f- so that I can email you, and I'll, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure I can help you with this without too much trouble. So, Yay! so <laughs> please please do that. I- I'll be i would be delighted to do that for you. So, so just leave your details with okay. Jonathan and. And I'll take it up, okay. Just so stay on the line, yeah, Kevin. Wendy so oh, so you, you're, you're welcome. Can you imagine every time an affidavit no, and having to tell see, the same story all over? This is again. why I do this job because the the injustice of some of these cases just you know, I can't I can't sit with it. It's it's yeah. And I the point where in some cases I can help and you just have to.
0: Mm. So just a quick, a quick feedback from the WhatsApps and people just listening in. One says, hi. Oh man, Tuli's call shocked me. So if there's a court order stating that fees are the one's parents' responsibility, the responsible parents defaulting doesn't affect the other parents' credit, right? Uh, she just wants clarity on that, that if there's a court order stating that fees are the responsibility of the ex-husband for if we take Tully's
1: case. It sh- shouldn't be. Um, mm. It shouldn't be. No, I think you could you could you should be able to to contest that. It's just um, if that's what the court order says. Um, I need to check on that. But but the problem is what was in the school contract, if they were both liable or just one. Mm, OK, OK. Um, Yeah, Uh, and then I have to follow up on that. Okay, and then another one says, "How long should it take to be
0: under counseling?" Um, and are there recommended interest rates or is this a process depending on the debt uh, that you these two things are answered in that process with your counsellor? Yes
1: it's a very much a case-by-case basis they um, when this first came in about 10 years ago some of these debt review periods were far too long they've now got them down much shorter sort of three years four years somewhere around there and the um, amounts owing to the to the creditors are negotiated by the debt collector. So in many cases, if the debt is really huge, they will negotiate a lower interest rate okay. and a wiping off of some of the debt and that kind of thing. So it's very much case, case by case. But the good, the good um, debt counsellors are amazing at what they do and getting people out of a really bad situation. A great note to end it off on, optimistic. <laughs> well, we'll watch <laughs> yes, Kevin's story
0: and uh, follow up in coming weeks to see what the feedback is because identity theft is
1: very common. Thank you so much as always, Wendy. You're most welcome. And I'll follow up on the on the school fees issue as well because All I don't right. want to leave that with some uncertainties. So and next week I'll, I'll answer that one.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Wendy.